0: Hello and welcome back to This Week in Shout Show with me, your host, Sam. Hi, how are you? Hope you're having an amazing day, whatever you might be doing whilst listening to this podcast episode. It is great to have you here for the first time or again if you are a regular listener. Now, today's episode, as you can tell from the title, is all about Etsy SEO. And one of the top mistakes that Etsy sellers make is thinking that Etsy SEO is just about finding the best keywords, putting them in their listings, title and tags, and then thinking they can sit back and wait for their listing views to skyrocket and the sales to start flowing in consistently, which is very wrong. Now, keywords are important. Yes, they are how the Etsy algorithm knows where or who, to show your listings to by matching your listing using the keywords with the search queries that a buyer is using, so that obviously your listing gets shown within their search results. But keywords are only one of seven factors that Etsy uses to determine if and where you appear in the Etsy search results, and the other six factors are very human-focused. So if you're not creating awesome listings that are going to showcase your products, you as the handmade maker, because that's very important, as well as address your buyer's objections and make them trust you, which is very important when it comes to online shopping because someone can't see or touch or feel the product before they buy it, then trust me, those views that you will get using the keywords aren't going to turn into visits and they're not going to turn into orders so you might if you are sitting there right now thinking i think my keywords are okay i'm getting views but i'm not getting favorites i'm not getting view, sorry visits i'm not getting orders i don't know what's going on then probably your listings unfortunately need or good to be honest need a little bit of work awesome listings are even more important If you're driving your own traffic as well. So obviously this episode is going to talk about Etsy SEO. It's my number one favourite tool. I use it throughout all of my shops. It's the easiest way to get sales. People who are ready to buy your product right now are typing things into the search bar to find your product. Rather than you having to do all the work through Instagram or Pinterest or whatever it is. So Etsy SEO for me is how you build up a solid base for your shop. It's how you get consistent sales. Then when you've got that on point, that's when you can really knuckle down and spend more of your time on Pinterest, Instagram and all the other things. But it's good to do a bit of both. But Etsy SEO is so important if you want to be making sales without having to put in loads and loads of work you know that's what I'm all about, working smarter, not harder. So in today's podcast episode, I'm going to be sharing a few of these other factors. I'm not going to share all of them, I have another episode, I think, that shares all of them. So you can scroll back. It will be round about episode 13-ish, round about then. Um, But we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about three of these today um, that aren't anything to do with keywords. (laughs) Um, So we're going to talk about these factors. We're going to go into how they affect Etsy SEO and how you can optimise your listings and shop for them in order to get more sales, because that's exactly what you want. You want to be getting more sales so that you can make more money, so that you can create an audience of happy customers, so that your products, because you know that they're beautiful and that they provide so much benefit to people, can get seen, can get bought and you know, your happy customers then realise all these amazing things about your products. And you feel great and confident too, because not only are you getting sales, but you're getting fantastic feedback. That is what we all want. And I want you to achieve it just like I have too. So let's get into this week's podcast episode. Let's talk about the first Etsy SEO factor that isn't keywords. And it's all about your listings quality score. Okay. Now, Every listing on Etsy gets given a quality score based on how shoppers have interacted with it. You can't find out this listing quality score because it's constantly changing. You know, every time someone sees your listing in the search results or they've checked it out, your your listing quality score will change based on it. So you can't find it out. It's not published anywhere. But we know that there are certain factors, whether positive or negative, that affect your listing quality scores. And this isn't something that Etsy hide, it's publicly available, but let me go into some of the positive effects that we know help your listing quality score, that give you a better quality score. So let's talk about positive effects. Positive effect number one, if someone clicks on your listing in the search result that it's shown up in, this obviously improves your listing quality score because Etsy understand then through your listing being shown let's say for someone's search query because of the keywords match that it's relevant to what that person searched for so etsy's constantly trying to work out that if when they show your search result is it being shown to the right people are people interested in it so if someone clicks on it obviously that's a factor and that's a great boost for your listing quality score for those keywords another one is if someone favorites your listing this improves your listing quality score. So I know a lot of people think oh I don't know why we have favourites like it's really annoying when someone favourites my item but they don't buy it but you've got to turn your thinking around and favourites are fantastic because sometimes people favourite things and they come back to them or sometimes people like things but they're just not ready to buy but that's great because all those favourites boost your listing quality score so that when someone is ready to buy i.e. the next person five minutes later who types in the same search results gives you that boost that favorite gives you that boost so you get seen higher in the search results you've got more chance of being clicked it's all positive interaction and of course the best positive kind of factor that boosts your listing quality score is if someone orders it someone's put someone's purchased it this boosts your quality score amazingly and obviously this is probably the most highest positive improvement and so forth And it's often why, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but it's often why sometimes when someone's bought a product in your shop, you get one or two orders of the same product very quickly afterwards. And it's because that first person who bought it has like boosted your listing quality score. So when someone else comes on, they're seeing you higher in the search rankings. So even if you've not sold that product for like a few days or a few weeks, if someone then buys it, it boosts it enough that Sometimes you get a few more sales straight after, so yeah, it's amazing. This is, and obviously you can't factor any of this. This is all like shoppers' habits. It's not something that necessarily you can control. But there are a lot of factors you can control in making sure you create an awesome listing that is clicked when it's shown in the list in the search results. You're using the right keywords, i.e., buyer focus keywords rather than window shopper keywords, um, and of course you're making people trust you in things. So. Those are the positive effects. Let's talk about the negative effects. So obviously one of the negative effects that's going to affect your listing quality score. So obviously a a lower listing quality score means you're going to be lower down in the search results. So let's say you're on page five, not page one. You know, someone's got to go through a fair few listings if they're going to find you on page five. So you want to get higher listing. So one of the negative effects is if people keep seeing your listing in the search results, so you're using particular keywords, but they're not clicking on it, this is then gonna tell Etsy because they're gonna look at the pattern, like they're at, like this supercomputer Etsy search engine is constantly, like I say, it's constantly understanding, it's reading patterns, it's using cookies, it's using all these cool things to understand how best to show the right people the right listings. So if your listing keeps getting shown for certain keywords and people aren't clicking on it, Etsy's gonna soon know that that listing is not appealing to people are using those search words, words, and your listing score is going to reduce for those keywords. So obviously, A needs to be a relevant keyword, but also you need to have an awesome thumbnail, okay? Thumbnail is so important. Another negative effect is if people click on your Etsy listing a lot, i.e. let's say you've got an attractive thumbnail and you're using the right keywords, but they don't favourite it and they don't order it, they don't take anything that would be like the next step to say like, oh, I like this. Then again, that's going to reduce your listing quality score, because Etsy's going to realise that there's a pattern that people are checking it out, but they're not buying it. And again, that's going to lessen your quality score. And people are just going to suddenly go, you know, I know, well, Etsy's going to realise that people don't really like your product, and they're not going to buy it. So again, thinking about what's in your listing, create an awesome listing. How are you, how are you addressing what people might need to know from the product? How are you helping sell the product? So not just the features of the product, but what benefits does it provide to the person buying it? Because we don't buy things based on the product features. I hate to break it to you. Again, I've got a whole nother podcast on this. I think it's something like three little changes you can make. Um, but yeah, people don't buy based on product features. They base, they base their decisions on what benefit the product provides them so how are you addressing that in your listing you know and also how are you addressing why people should buy from you and not someone else that's so important your etsy listing photos and not so much your description but your description is still important but your photos are one of your biggest assets on etsy so you need to use them with the best possible will to address all those things as possible So like I say, to ensure you always have the best listening quality score possible, you need to make sure that you show up in the right search results for the right people. So using buyer-focused keywords, not window shopping keywords, have an eye-catching thumbnail, and of course, make sure your awesome listing provides everything the buyer would need to know in order to add it to their cart and click yes, here's my credit card details. So that's listing quality score. That's one of the other Etsy SEO factors that Etsy look at. Let's talk about number two. Etsy SEO factor number two is your customer and market experience score, which basically stands for your shop quality score. But Etsy like to give it a fancy name. So I'm just going to call it your shop quality score throughout the rest of this. But if you want to look it up in terms of Etsy's own publications and things, they call it their customer and market experience score. So, Again, this isn't something you'll ever find out what your score is because it will be constantly changing. Same just as your listing quality score does. But your shop quality score is similar to your listing quality score. And I suspect that your listing quality scores, like all of them, will have an impact on your shop quality score. Um, But more so, your shop quality score is affected by things like, but not limited to, um, the reviews you receive. So for instance, and also reviews for specific listings will affect the listing quality score too, but it's more a shop level. So the re- the reviews that you receive, so obviously if you're getting five star reviews and you're getting a lot of them, that's going to give you a better shop quality score. If you're getting three stars or less, that's obviously going to give you a lesser shop quality score, you know, a bit of a not so good one. Um, and that's even more important with the latest edition. I say latest edition, it's been around for a, probably about six months now. Um, Etsy's new order dissatisfaction rate, the ODR. Or ODR? Did I say ORD? No, I said ODR. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is something that you have to keep below 1%. Now, it's not something that's calculated forever. It's calculated over, I think it's three to six months. I'd have to check that again. But basically, if you get a review that's three stars or under, that impacts your order dissatisfaction rate. Um, and obviously, if it goes over one percent, um, Etsy will be in contact. Usually they try and reach out and say, look, what's going on? How can I help? But there have been cases where they've not done that and they've just closed people's shops down. Now, they're not going to do it if you're not over one percent and one percent is quite low quite low i have to say there are a lot of like for instance i sell on amazon as well and amazon's about four percent and so it is quite low but if you're running your shop with superb customer service and you're encouraging people to contact you if there are any issues it's not something you've got to worry about at all the only time you've got to worry about it is if you're doing things a bit shady a bit naughty. So for instance if you're selling copyrighted items, um obviously people are going to potentially moan about that, but also you can just get your shop like shut down straight away for that. It's an infringement, it's not allowed. So please don't do that. Um but yeah, as long as you keep in the customer service very high level and like I say you're you're letting people know to contact you first if there's any issues and you will more than happily sort them out, you haven't got to worry about ODR at all. And then the last thing that can heavily affect your shop quality score now is not having complete shop policies. So if you've got any empty sections in your shop, whether it's your refund policy, your about section, whatever it is, I don't know, make sure you fill that in, okay? Make sure you filled it in with all the important information that people should know because if you haven't filled it in, that's actually going to affect your shop quality score. And like I've said, your shop quality score will affect your listing quality score and you're just not going to get seen in the search results. So don't leave them empty, fill them in, (laughs) make sure all the important information is there so that you can maximize the effect that you have. And these are all Etsy SEO factors. So if you're not doing them, you're not going to get seen and you're not going to get orders. So that was number two. Etsy SEO factor number three is shoppers habits okay now this is the number one reason you will never 100% know where you appear in the Etsy search results you won't be able to find your rank your position whatever you want to call it you won't be able to find out if you were seen on page one page 10 page 100 you know and or you also won't find out how many times you've been seen blah 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 and also why there's no point in even trying please don't try it's a waste of effort and time um, you know, don't try Google in it or using things like E-Rank and looking like, don't, it's a waste of time. Much better spending your time actually improving your listings so that buyers buy. Now, Etsy is just like almost all of the search engines out there, whether it's Google, YouTube, you name it. They all take into account a person's past behavior. On that platform so for instance on Etsy they're gonna look at what that person has looked at in the in the past what they've bought in the past what they favorited what they've not looked at you know all these things Etsy the big supercomputer the algorithm is so smart it knows all this and of course it's using things like cookies and whatnot people's account information so that they know this they're tracking it so how does this affect your specific position in the Etsy search results? Well, I've got a few examples for you. So, example number one. If Etsy knows that, and I'm just going to call them buyer A, buyer A has visited shop A in the last month and they've left a five-star review, then shop A will more likely appear on page one for buyer A's new search result if, obviously, it's Something in their shop, it matches all the keywords, you know, still following all the other matching rules. But because that buyer A has a positive interaction with shop A and it's the best they've made an order and left a five star review, then that for buyer A, if they search a search term that shop A has a listing ranked, sorry, uh, optimized for, then shop A is going to appear higher in the search results than other shops potentially. It works the other way too. So here's, the, here's my second example. If that same buyer, buyer A, has looked at shop B's listings several times in the search results, but they've never clicked on them. Maybe they have clicked on them, but they've never favorited them. They've never made an order. Like it's something they've looked at a few times, but just never taken the next step on. Then shop B will be less likely be, to be shown on shop one sorry page one for that buyer's search results okay because that person hasn't bought from them they've not interacted well with their listings so obviously all matching rules being the same if they're searching and again shop b sells something has a listing optimized for the keywords they're going to appear lower down because that person hasn't favorably interacted with their shop before so Etsy's aim throughout all of this and why they use shoppers habits as one of their SEO factors is because Etsy's aim is to help buyers find items they want to purchase right then and there in that moment. So therefore the shoppers past behaviours will say a lot about what they're more willing to buy. Okay. So those have been three extra factors. Like I say, there's seven in total. Um, So we've talked about keywords last week. This week, we've talked about these other factors. Like I say, I've got a whole another episode that goes through all seven, if you want to check that out. But if you want to know a lot more about Etsy SEO and the importance of how to create an awesome listing so that not only are you optimized for search engine optimization on Etsy, Etsy SEO, um, so that when you use keywords, they work, you're getting seen and you're getting clicked. But also by creating an awesome listing, it's not just Etsy SEO. If you're directing traffic using Instagram or if you're doing Pinterest, all these things, it's the same thing. If you're directing traffic and again, people aren't interacting with your, li- with your listings, that's going to affect your listing quality score. So you've got to be so careful about the traffic that you're driving to it so that you keep your listing quality score high. So you're getting the right kind of people in. And when you get people in, you're converting them as much as possible into that next step, whether it's a favorite, a message to you as a buyer, or they buy your product. Now, if you want to learn more about that and how to specifically create awesome listings and use SEO to get your first 1000 Etsy sales, I have a free roadmap for you. It's my Etsy SEO roadmap. It's called your first 1000 sales because that's what you're going to do. And it walks you through step by step how to create an awesome listing so that you can optimise your listing not only for Etsy in terms of keywords so that the computer understands where to put you but also for that human buyer who as you've discovered today is so important to actually create listings for to interact with and to create a listing that they trust and want to buy so that it helps you in the future with other people who want to buy so if you want to download that roadmap all the links will be in the show notes or you can go to squigginshout.co.uk forward slash etsy roadmap and you'll find it there but like I say the show notes will be full of all the links that you will ever need now if you've liked this episode as usual I've turned it into a blog post on my website so you can check yourself you know remind yourself of all the information that I've given you, find links to things I've mentioned you name it um, and of course I've made a video all about this so if you like to watch videos and I break those, down those examples a little bit more so that might be a good one to check out too. The blog post will be linked in the show notes and of course if you go to squeak and Shout. You can find it on the blog there. So that's been all for this week's episode. If you've enjoyed it, please consider sharing it on your social media with your small business friends or leave a review within your podcast listening app. This not only helps me know which episodes you enjoy the most so that I can keep creating them, but it also helps others find the podcast, which obviously the more people that I can help the better I can feel as well in just helping you all achieve your dreams. So I'll see you again next week and next Sunday for another episode. See you then. Bye.